Hello everybody. Uh, this is Daniel, also known as DP0427 on Reddit. This is Brett, also known as Ogre Barbarian on Reddit. And today we have a special guest. Hi, my name's Charles. I'm also known as French Fries or LJC94512 on Reddit. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have uh, Doom today. Uh, he can't be here due to uh, some other uh, things occupying his time. Uh, but uh, hopefully he'll be here for the next one. Uh, so we're the Oddsmen, and uh, let's get started today. Uh, before we get started, um, how, are you, how are you guys doing? Everything okay? Doing good. Doing yeah. good. Still yeah. too early. Okay, great. So uh, we've got a lot of things to talk <laughs> about, as we do each time. Um, so let's just jump right into it. The first thing on the docket, uh, let's start with new characters this time. So I think a lot of people are quite excited and or disappointed uh, by certain things going on with the new characters. The first uh, character uh, up to talk about is Red Hood. Later on, we'll talk about the second character, the Penguin. But first, let's talk about Red Hood. So uh, what is the Red Hood really? Um, I mean, he's... It's, first of all, let's just talk about the problems with Red Hood. It seems like he's he was bugged at the start and then somewhat fixed later on. Um, it was but, a positive bug. Yeah. People it, liked there, it. There was good things and uh, sort of bad things. Depending the on the problem was it caused, the, it caused a crutch. Right. So it depends. It also depended on, uh, depended on which side of the coin you're on. If you were playing as a Red Hood player or uh, against a Red Hood player. So, But overall, let's talk about Red Hood as a character. His kit is based around heal immunity, buff immunity, awareness removal, purging, bleeds, and he can also steal buffs. So he's pretty much the uh, the one-stop shop to kill Deathstroke. Well, that's what he was intended to be. Uh, and also, He's a Swiss Army knife. Right. He was a Swiss Army knife to take down Deathstroke, Lobo, and pretty, pretty much anyone uh, who would sort of follow that type of strategy as sort of splash damage. Uh, but let's get into the problems. Uh, he, at the beginning, uh, apparently his leadership ability was uh, <coughs> preventing anyone from reviving, period. He just he didn't need any other special upgrades. He just needed to have his leadership ability. That's all. He just needed to be there, and people needed to die, and they wouldn't come back. Uh, that was. That fixed. sounds like it would be more of the <laughs> passive. Right. Because the passive is what's granted the heal immunity. Well, I'm not exactly sure what it was, but uh, in the latest uh, 1.17 update notes that uh, WB Thompson posted, I think, yesterday, um, which was quite a, quite a while after the update went live, uh, he, he wrote there that uh, they, they referred to fixing the... What was the name of that ability? It's called um, something about... Rebels or outlaws? Outlaws never die, right? So outlaws fix, never die, right? So that's this his is leadership, leadership yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So they they said that they're fixing that. Um, they they fixed that to to because it was preventing people from reviving. So it just seems like it was an unintentional bug, but it was a happy bug for people who are using red uh, red hood. So um, the other thing, I'm not sure if this was because it wasn't addressed in the notes. But it seemed that uh, Red Hood at the time, he was able to steal bugs with his legendary upgraded uh, leadership ability. So he was able to steal buffs without actually having, to tr having deaths being triggered. That means like just by damaging a character like Harley Quinn, he was able to steal her evasion or her taunts and pass them to random allies. So that was... Oh, that's weird. It seems like that was fixed. It seems like that was fixed, but uh, they didn't address it in the notes, so I'm not sure what that was about. Um, the other thing was, 
now, with the current state of it being quote unquote fixed, his overall bugs or or little glitches, uh, there's a there was an issue with certain. I guess mechanical properties of the heal immunity. Uh, if his, I think it's his passive legendary, and um, it seemed like most of the time the characters uh, that died, they would, they, it would apply the heal immunity. Uh, sorry, it would it would apply the buff immunity. That's what. Sorry, that was the, the one I was thinking about. That's his leadership actually. His the buff immunity would be applied after certain deaths, but it seems that I think it's based on the timing of when Lobo gets. Uh, his revive or comes back there is there's like a window somewhere where deathstroke can still get buffed now other people are saying this is probably just deathstroke being bugged so yeah um, yeah I say it's deathstroke being bugged i mean i have a lot of um alliance mates saying uh their deathstroke the enemy deathstroke keeps getting buffs uh mm-hmm. and not randomly i mean all the in all the pvp matches so they were obviously raging in my alliance. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was there was one other thing about the heal immunity that I want to talk about before we just look over uh, him as a character again. Um, his heal immunity, now I'm not sure if you guys know how this works or not, but the way I read his upgrade on his, on his uh, passive ability, it just says also applies heal immunity. Now, the way I thought of it working was that he deals damage, then he has a percentage chance to apply bleeds, and then it applies heal immunity. So I thought that as long as he does damage to somebody, he applies heal immunity. It, just, it seems like it's not the case. It seems like it might be linked to his ability to also apply bleeds and heal immunity at the same time. So what That is ex- exactly, yes. I think the second thing you said is the case because of the word also in the description. So I... When I first read it, I already assumed to apply the heal immunity means you also have to apply for the bleed first before, instead of just applying the heal immunity. That makes sense. That does make sense. The weird thing is, um, now, is is it tied to the percentage chance of applying bleed? So, for example, the passive, if you fully upgrade it, it's a 60% chance to apply bleeds. Now, uh... I was doing a video earlier, it's actually up on YouTube right now, and you can see it, um, where I was using Red Hood. If he damages one person, let's say he takes, uh, he does his basic, he does three shots, you'll see a certain amount of stacks of uh, bleeds, but then you'll also see a certain amount of stacks of heal immunity. Now, to me, the way the wording is that the amount of bleed stacks and the amount of heal immunity stacks should be the same, but they're not. So that's really weird for me. You know what okay. I mean? Oh, okay. The way that I understand it, Mm-hmm. The heal immunity is a separate trigger, and it will be applied 100% of the time. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, too. But it doesn't seem That's to be the, the way I hear it when I, when I, I hear the word. I don't think, when I read it, I don't think it will guarantee apply immunity. That will be quite OP, I would think. Because the reason that I say that is because it would say equal chance to apply heal immunity. Uh, it could be a more clear um, yeah. wording, but... The wording, it could, could, yeah. The, def- the wording is definitely ambiguous, which is the root of the problem here. But I mean, overall, well, it, the problem is the skill doesn't hit hundred percent. Yeah, right. Because what I was thinking is, I was hundred percent. It wouldn't matter. I was sort of thinking like you, ogre, in the beginning. So I thought, oh, that'd be awesome. You open up with his AOE. You put uh, heal immunity on everybody, <laughs> right? And then, and right. Then, and then next person comes in, just kills everybody, or kills a couple of guys at a time, and they all can't revive, right? 
So that's what I thought it would be, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the case. So actually, the way you sort of pick and choose uh, which characters you go after actually re- matters a lot with Red Hood. Because, uh, like, let's say you have Baby Lobo and Deathstroke on the same team. Do you start uh, taking off the awarenesses off Deathstroke, or do you start by making sure you get heal immunity on Lobo, right? So it kind of, it matters a lot now. Well, I think it only matters if you have his leadership legendary upgrade. Right. Um, no, wait, no, so the leadership legendary upgrade is the one that steals buffs. Uh, the passive upgrade. Is, right. Right. If you have that, you want him to get those buffs. Right. No, I. I but I then again, mean. well, what I'm saying is that you have you want, the buff immunity, so. Right. Right. I'm talking about the heal immunity to stop the reviving. That's like that's my main concern because you want to, like the the problem with the heal immunity is there's no guarantee, right? And the way we the way it looks like I, I was I'm with you sort of like it looks like it was uh, something that looks like it was guaranteed, but um, it seems like it's not. It's not a hundred percent chance. So, anyways. I don't think right. it's, I don't think it's bad. It's just definitely a little bit worse than I thought it was. So, but I still think it's worth getting if it's one of your first few upgrades for Red Hood. So, anyways, let's stop talking about how uh, how bugged he is or he's not. But what do you guys think of him as a character, Ogre? What do you, go ahead. What do you think? I I am really looking forward to using him just because he's a bleeder. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having a passive that'll use any move to apply a bleed. That's really cool. Right. I think. Uh, his turn meter down on his leadership, I think, is busted, and it's going to be so fun to play with. Definitely. Um, once he's finally fixed all the way, obviously. <laughs> Fries, what do you think? Um, I, I honestly just really looking forward to using him. Cool. Uh, my verdict is pretty much the same. I'm still trying to upgrade my Red Hood, and he's quite weak at the moment. I mean, he he serves all the purpose of uh being a hot counter to Deathstroke, uh, I just hopefully uh, he can be fixed. Like he properly blocks, uh, revi- uh, doesn't block revive. I mean, or um, with the team leader, um, and also stopping Deathstroke getting buffs because that's obviously not what's happening now. But the character is good, and um, I'm seeing I'm seeing a positive change in the um, PVP. Uh, which is about the meta that we'll probably talk about later. Yep, definitely. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, well, um, in my opinion, because I've been using Red Hood for a while, I have him at gear 10 and level 60. So even at that level, um, he can still compete with, uh, you know, gear 11, level 70 uh, Deathstrokes and the like. So the main the main thing with, Death, uh, with Red Hood uh, as a user that uses him a lot now um, that I would say to most people, don't think that, I, w- I wouldn't say that he's bugged or he's nerfed or whatever it is. As as Ogre, you were saying before that uh, the previous version of the Red Hood as he was bugged created a crutch. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Well, it, people thought that the revive stopping was something that he was supposed to do, and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's supposed to stop revives with his leadership. The way he is worded, it gives no indication about that. And I know people have been in an uproar on Reddit about it some are asking for refunds and some are just telling them hey you misread everything that's not how it works and it you know it just it makes people upset when a bug like that is part of the initial release because they think it's part of the kit and it turns out not to be and then they get mad about it yeah definitely i mean that would be a really sad thing to know if people are actually not aware of what red who is supposed to do I mean, he does have huge immunity, but his biggest purpose is as a leader, blocking Deathstroke gaining buffs. 
Exactly. That's why he's good. Exactly. So uh, I'm actually, I agree with both of you. Uh, it's a surprise that a lot of people actually believe that the way he came out uh, intentional, uh, as, as, as he was in, in the beginning was intentional. And I was, I was actually saying this to a lot of my alliance mates. And I, I was like, I think that this is bugged. I'm pretty sure they're going to fix this. Don't get used to it. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I was saying that, but, you know, not to be hypocritical, but I was using him and exploiting that bug at the same time. So, but I mean, but you know what I mean? You know, why not until they fix it, right? But uh, like I was saying, like, I don't think that uh, the way he is now, he's still perfectly serviceable. He's, he's doing what he was actually advertised to do if you read what the advertisement said. So let's just keep that in mind. But overall, I think Red Hood's a great character. He does what he's uh, meant to do. And I think Jason Todd, as a, as a character for the DC Universe, is one of the better Robins, in my opinion. But that, uh, he's that's... He's a that's fan really favorite, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, uh, not for me, though. I mean, uh, my, my Robin will be uh, Dick Grayson. Always. Dick Grayson? <laughs> Like, well, he's not yeah, now, I'm kind he? of the same way. I liked I liked Dick Grayson. I, I want Dick Grayson as my as my Robin. I like Dick Grayson uh, as a as a person, but I liked him more as Nightwing personally. But my favorite Robin. Uh, See, I didn't really ever get into him as Nightwing. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, my, my yeah, favorite, I my, just I probably one of the only people uh, that, that in my uh, my circle of uh, DC of comic book nerds that actually likes Damian Wayne as Robin. Oh God! <laughs> I, I, I don't hate Damian Wayne as Robin. I mean, he has his own character development. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, just, I don't, I don't mind him as Robin. It's just his attitude and everything yeah. that I don't like. Well, that, that's exactly why I like him. He's just a big turd. That he's a little on Bruce Wayne's ass. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway, well, yeah, that is the point. Like <laughs> the movies and stuff where he shows up at the Teen Titans to train with everybody. Yeah, he's just a douche, and he's talking right? shit he's the whole time. Guy. He's just a big dude. Yeah, he's just a douchebag, <laughs> and it's like. Slapped down finally, and I'm like, oh, you deserve that, you little. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's a, that's another discussion for another time. So, uh, let's yeah. move on. To, let's move on to Penguin. Um, so, and as far uh, as in game, Robin sucks. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> for now. Let's hope, let, let's hope he gets. He's not no, totally he useless, but let's, let's hope he's on the, the point. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he, he just needs minor tweaks. He doesn't need a full rework. Okay, so Penguin, uh, he's, his second event is currently <laughs> ongoing right now. Uh, but overall, let's look at Penguin. Uh, as a character, he seems quite tanky. He has a very uh, unique set of skills and kit uh, and abilities. Uh, <laughs> overall, he's based around shielding, uh, critical damage down. He gives awareness. He has a, a decent, well, I wouldn't say decent, but he has an AoE. <laughs> and uh, he has a very interesting okay. AoE death trigger. So, yeah. Um... What are your takes on Penguin? <laughs> I don't really have a very... Go ahead, start, Fries. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for, for me, in terms of damage, I I mean, Penguin is definitely not for damage. Mm -hmm. It's all about shielding, like you say. Mm -hmm. And I also think uh, people could take more advantage of him stealing buffs because it can get useful uh, in, in time, um, especially if you're against Deathstroke. Yeah. Stealing his buffs could... Help. So you might want to pair him with an uh, assist caller like mm -hmm. Green Lantern Hal Jordan, for example, or um, mm -hmm. Batgirl, for example. Um, uh, Batgirl uh, only triggers her assist if they have no buffs. I mean, uh, yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. I I know that, but uh, but you, it's not just Deathstroke that you want to steal buff. Like a lot of people, you can do that. Right, uh, but what I'm saying is she can't help him steal buffs. She'll hit a character uh, because of the buffs. Enemy has to have no buffs. 
she'll hit a character that has no buffs he comes in and hits the character but he has nothing to steal yeah I well, I, I, I don't remember if uh, <laughs> actually in calling assist you can hit another character that is not the main target no it has to be the one you targeted yeah. Anyways, so I haven't there, I haven't used call assist for a long time. <laughs> anyways, I know, there's, right? <laughs> there's, a of, there's a lot of call assisters out there that can do the job, like Hippolyta or Hippolyta, Nightwing. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of yeah. options out there. So yeah, there's, there's a good chunk of them. It'll it'll still have that uh, potential Ooh. out there. So um, in terms of uh, a character, I feel that Penguin is kind of like the red uh, Medfield kind of. His his kit is a support kit. And he's definitely um, someone that's there to help you prolong and sustain the battle. but And he's not there for DPS, right? So, which is kind sort of weird with his whole uh, AoE death trigger unique um, ability. What do you guys make of that? It's the very first time we've seen this type of ability. It, it's not entirely unique, I thought. I thought a Joker had something similar, but I guess it was on the enemy team death originally. Was that with the original Joker 2 or with the reworked Joker? The original Joker toxin, when when they died, they would explode. Oh, when they died or when he died? No, yeah, the enemies around. So huh? When they it's died? when the enemy would die. Okay. You'd hit him with Joker toxin, uh-huh. and then when you killed them, while they had the toxin on them, like for a certain number of rounds, they would, would change, explode, right? dealing like 10% true damage. Yeah. Yes, that's the, um, together. Right. the old Joker's uh, AOE legendary ability, which right. was quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, the original. Well, what I'm talking about very, very original. original. What I'm talking about here, what's unique, is the death trigger being Penguin dying. So Penguin dying. Right, is, but is now a, is what I'm saying trigger. is they did the rework for Joker as well at the same time, and they gave oh, him the right, same right, right. thing. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's the next thing I was going to get to. It later, would yeah. be unique, except they released two at the same time. Sure. So, but this, so, this whole this whole concept of it's having, definitely cool because mm-hmm. the thing about it is that if you have the legendary upgrade for Henshi Attack, mm-hmm. it gives minus twenty percent turn meter. Yeah, that's great. So that's huge. Someone someone on Reddit brought up the potential minus, of minus 20%. someone someone else on Reddit said, "Would this cause a potential draw?" Because if you killed, um, what do you call it? If you killed Penguin, Peng- if everybody else dies, is dead, Penguin yeah. kills everybody at low health. Would it be a draw? How does the game end? Right. right. We don't know. Uh, my po- my point of view is this is not so. going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't just, believe it's a draw. Even if there is a bug that could cause some sort of like panic in the game, I just don't see it happening because that AOE's damage is so low, and you have to kill everyone from, with that AOE. It's just I don't find it. From possible. what I've heard on Reddit. If Penguin's death trigger kills the opponent, Penguin gets the win. Really? Yes. That's weird. Because he hasn't died yet. He's still in an attack animation. Oh, really? That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Remember, when he does his death trigger, he'll do the animation, his Mary Poppins impression. Yeah. Have the Penguin shoot the million rockets. It's funny and hilarious and awesome. He's still standing there. Um, Everyone else is down. But he's still standing there, yeah. and then when he comes down from that animation is when he disappears finally. Okay, so the the arg- so I I'll believe it when I see it. Basically, I want to see I want to see a video of that happening, and then then we'll see. You know, then you know we'll how hard that is going to be to pull yeah, off. Yeah, it's going to be hard to do, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's on someone's to do list. <laughs> oh and, uh, my god, I'm not doing it. 
It's got to be someone with a high-level penguin. I found another bug. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> Anyways, it's got to be someone with a high-level penguin. I'm going to I'm gonna sort of uh, source that one out to uh, hate mail or someone like that. Okay, so... Google contract jalapeno. Right. Um, so, penguin... He's got his gear 11 penguin. Yeah, I was watching some of his videos. It looks good. So, penguin is a character. Do you guys think that he's going to be someone that is on the higher end of the must-haves or on the lower end of you, like, garbage, just ignore him? What do you guys think? So, here's the problem with Penguin. Well, the problem with a lot of characters, Penguin, Medfil, Jessica Cruz, if you have utility but not damage, people are going to hate you. That's just how it is. People are only looking for glass cannons. They're not going to look for these utility characters a lot of times. So, the meta hunters, that's what they're going to look at. They're looking for damage. They like Huntress. Huntress has no synergy with anybody, but she does big damage. Yep. So, they're not looking for synergy on their teams. Mm-hmm. That's my thought on that. Uh, so a lot of people are going to say Penguin sucks, even though he has a very, very unique kit and has a lot of fun to play with. Uh, it's not going to matter to those people because they're just looking for the meta. Right. But to the people that want to have fun, who enjoy the lore and stuff, Penguin is definitely a great character for them. What's your opinion, Fries? Uh I mean, basically the same thing. But uh, in meta are looking at uh, damage so in in that regards I don't think Penguin will do a great job of that however I also think the meta um, are going towards um, tanks which uh, is exceptionally important after the HP fix uh, in the previous updates and uh, mm-hmm. I mean I am seeing a lot more um, tanky teams that I'm having uh, difficulty to play with uh, and Two of the characters that gives me the biggest trouble is Cyborg Superman and the new rework Bane. Mm-hmm. The new rework to Bane is nuts. Yeah. yeah. Nice segue. Let's move on to the rework characters. But uh, before before we move <laughs> on, uh, I just sure. wanted to point out Penguin follows the same gear levels, uh, gear class as Aquaman mm-hmm. and Superman. So he ends up getting 47 speed at gear 11. Oh really? He gets really oh, yeah, fast. Yeah, I mean, he gets yeah, um, really fast. In the update notes, that was uh, made to know. So yeah, he is fast. Wow, that's that's uh, something that you wouldn't put on a on, on someone with penguin size. I just wanted to point that out because people were complaining about him at low gear being slow, yeah, and it's like, yeah, but get him to gear eleven. Yeah, but start working. Stop yeah, spending seriously. some money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so segueing into those that tank, that whole uh, discussion on tanks. Bane, the new reworked, one of the new reworked characters. So, overall, Bane has uh, not really changed uh, too much in terms of concept, but they've definitely changed his kit to make him a lot more interesting. So, overall, mm-hmm. as a character, he's uh, um, he's he's got combo potential based around mending. And uh, sort of ramping Overheal. himself, overhealing, right. And uh, they've fixed his backbreaker to now have a guaranteed stun when it's fully upgraded. Um, what else here? If he meets the gate. Right. And uh, He has to be mending for that right. one. So if he's mending and the ability is fully upgraded, he just stuns outright. And I believe it still stuns on miss too, because I've seen videos of people missing on Harley Quinn and still stunning. I believe the stun is a separate trigger. Right. 
So wait, so not, it it's miss? not connected to the damage like they had Hal Jordan's at one point. Right, right, exactly. His so, purge was connected to the damage. It's not right. like that. It's connected separately. So it still it's applies, like bleed. Yeah, it still applies no matter what. Right. Well, it's a separate evasion, I think. Oh, is it? So it could be evaded then. It can't. I th I believe it can be evaded, but it ha you have to get like two or three successful evasions. I've only fought against Bane maybe twice so far because it's not his. Uh, Alliance mission week yet, but um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think the couple of times I had played against him with Harley Quinn, he had stunned me both times. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So overall, <laughs> the the thing about his kit that's really interesting that they changed that a lot of people are happy with is the fact that he gets free attacks when he's overhealed, and a lot of people are just quite you know. I don't know what what the rest positive word to use here is, but uh, everyone's really really enamored with him. Yeah, they're enamored. So I don't know. I mean, I haven't. I'm I'm working on gearing Bane to gear ten. He's almost there. But uh, what do you guys think about Bane so far? Uh, start with Fries. Uh, I think uh, he's probably the best bit of December content because the tweak uh, has utility and the damage. It's not a high damage, but the the legendary uh, passive makes up it's for the constant. constant output of the damage. And with the, all the overhealing because of the passive, it makes him really tanky now. And uh, But you really have to work on him to have his skills max and at gear 11 mm -hmm. to, make, to make him actually formidable. Because I tried a gear 10 Bane, and it's just not going to do anything in PvP. It'll oh, really? get wrecked. Okay. Gear 11... It makes all the difference. You have to go for gear 11. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'll take, I'll yeah. keep that in mind. I'm working on him to get a gear 10. So I'll probably use him a little bit in uh, red alerts first to see how it goes. But if, if it's like, as you said, if he's not really doing that much damage, then I'll, I'll consider working him to gear 11 too then. Um, all right. So, Ogre, what do you think about Bane? He is a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see the video I posted of going through the Nightwing Hero Challenge with mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. I saw that. I posted a couple different teams for that. Pairing him up with Flash was absolutely hysterical to watch. Yeah, because... There was punches <laughs> flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you would think a speedster punching a lot would make sense, but you wouldn't see—you wouldn't think like a giant monster just flinging himself around <laughs> would happen. That well, happen. I don't know. I you you think of that giant monster when you're actually looking at like in a movie or something. Yeah, they're in the thick of it. They're not trying to dance around. So when I see him just randomly punching things like that, it's like okay, everybody's dogpiling on top of him. He just uppercuts everything. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's what I think of because I'm a big guy, so I think like that. So, uh, just <laughs> you, re you everybody dogpile the big guy, <laughs> ogre smash. I mean, Dan smash. <laughs> you know, ogre like smash. I, I, <laughs> this guy, this, this uh, guy I just who who plays so with, much fun. This 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 is the guy who plays with Grundy's. Remember, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I play um, with Grundy a lot as well. I mean, all my PVPs yeah, now are awesome. using a Grundy. I've always used Grundy and uh, and always so used Ares with Grundy. I came up across a team the other day uh, that was one of the hardest teams I had to deal with with my my, my typical PVP setups. It was Enchantress, Bane, Grundy, and Doomsday. 
Oh dear all, God! All Gear Eleven, all Gear Eleven, all of them. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So kudos to you, sir, for whoever that was that did that. So it was one of the longest fights that I ever had to do. I lost the first time. I went back in, just went like Siren Cheetah, and let, let's let's get this going. <laughs> let's just bleed him out. <laughs> so it, it took a while. It took but a yeah, long Bane, time. <laughs> that does happen. All you have to, all all you have to do is take advantage of affinity. That's the most important thing. If you don't have the yeah. affinity advantage, it's it's but difficult. I mean, I tried that, to use that team. Uh, I tried to use uh, Reds against Cyborg Superman. Yeah, uh, it's not a good idea. Unless it's Deathstroke no, with his, uh, no, with his basic, <laughs> with his basic. Upgrade. Still, it's still not. It's still not good enough. Cyborg Superman is that good in tanking? Yeah, it's, it's one of pretty, the best. Pretty good. Okay, so um, I can't. Yeah, it's pretty nice. uh, yeah I can't beat Cyborg uh, Superman without using Grundy. <laughs> All right, so in short, Bane. Back Bane, to Bane. Yeah, Bane's awesome. Uh, I, I think one of the things uh, that people are underestimating right now is his legendary basic. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Being able uh, to apply five strength downs is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. honestly. Honestly, personally, I think I've altered my personal orders and say that one is probably the the number one thing for his kit. Uh, I would still go for uh, passive first. The passive is you still go for the, the passive first. Yeah, and you see here. Then, here's my argument uh, for that: if you only have an L1 Bane and you're by yourself, you get down to just Bane and just somebody else. They can never kill you if you start stacking strength downs. Yeah. But you have to be overhealed for that to happen. Right. right. That's true. But what I'm saying is they'll never do enough damage to take you out of your overheal because your passive is still going to trigger when they hit you. Right. Uh, I, would, I would still go for the passive because as you go more tanky, Bane can stack up those, um, stack up those men's and uh, it does do a little bit of heal as well, so it does help. I think. I, I think. No, yeah, I, get that too. I, I think both of them, both both of the approaches are 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 good. If you're a level one bane, like ideally you want to melt four anyway. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the like mm -hmm. the way I was thinking about it is uh, Fry's approach and and Ogre's approach are two different approaches uh, to how to use bane. It's basically uh, it's a composition type of thing, right? So it's more of like, are you exploiting yeah. his passive more or are you exploiting his basic more based on uh, how do you expect the matchup to 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 go, right? So if you expect uh, to get a couple of overheals off on him quick so that he can actually uh, get his effect on his basic. You yeah, if you're going to run him with Enchantress, right. go so with his basic. Because you, uh, you start off overhealed, and in that case, what, what you get, you, you start chaining this sort of like medfill effect, so everybody can't do any damage to you, and then he just continues to just like wheedle everyone down, even though it's not doing much damage because he's not getting a lot of buffs. Um, but at the same time, it's still like happening a lot and they can't really hurt him because he keeps mending and and they can't actually damage him uh, on the other hand what right. what fries is saying and this is sort of like my sort of traditionalist approach is if you get the passive uh buff effect he just ramps up really fast that's just basically yeah no he does yeah so the idea there is just like getting more buffs on him will gain more uh mends in the long run uh overall so it's sort of like uh no yeah it's sort of like the timing where how where you're expecting the fight to go, but um, overall, you guys are right. I well, to be fair, regardless of how you do it, you're probably taking both of these upgrades in your first three, regardless. Definitely, 
definitely. of what build path well, actually, of what build path you're trying to do. You're probably yeah, taking them anniversary. I personally, I personally started. I have an L3 bane at the moment. I have the shards for L4, uh, which I'll probably get uh, use at some point. But uh, I went with uh, his second uh, twice and his fourth. So I went. His second is the one that will give him. Uh, if you double upgrade it, it gives him his strength ups. Uh, yeah, yeah. Every time he gets that. So every time you proc two strength ups on his right. second upgrade. So every time you proc his his passive, uh, you'll you'll be able to get the strengths up, and he just becomes like a wrecking ball. Right. So that was my logic. Yeah, I have that. I have that right yeah. now too, just because that's what I took. Like out of the gate initially, I'm like, oh, strength up, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even think to think about his his basic, but looking at it again, I was like, you know, that's really handy. Definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I I can't wait to get him to L4. So. Okay. Any any last words on Bane before we move on to Joker? Mm, not not really. Okay. All right. So I'm just glad he doesn't have a British accent in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mean you, the the which movie was that? That was uh, the Dark Knight, <laughs> the Dark Knight Bane. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, good lord! Oh my god, that Bane. Anyways, you underestimate me, Batman. <laughs> you think darkness is your ally? <laughs> so I was moulded so by it. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, Bad accents aside. Moving on. Joker, clown face of, <laughs> of crime. Uh, so, overall, the new Joker after his rework is based around Enrage now, uh, rather than Bleeds. Um, he has, he gets over here. He was and, never entirely around Bleeds. That's true. Right. He had sort of like a, a weird kit before, but. Uh, he was a very weird kit. Right. His current kit now, uh, he gets overheals whenever enemies die, uh, which actually was bugged before, and now it's fixed, it seems. Um, when Whenever someone would die, it would actually would, uh, trigger his AoE uh, bleed ability, and he actually has a little mm -hmm. bit of counterattacking in his kit now. Did he have that before, or is that new? He he had a counterattack before, I think, but it wasn't really a counterattack. Yeah. It was... Like, if X condition is met, use Biff on random if, enemy. Uh, if an enemy dies. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's the, that's it the, was what uh, the killing joke was. Oh, I see. Was he would kill somebody, you would kill somebody, and then he would use Biff on somebody. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so now it gives the overheal instead of... Oh, okay. So things kind of were like punch. that. Like, like things didn't really shift too well. Things didn't really change that much, but they shifted around a bit, it seems. But overall, but, well, yeah, go ahead. They've redesigned certain concepts. Yeah. So. So the way the way people are reacting towards this Joker, it feels like a bit like the way they were reacting to uh, Doctor Fate uh, when he was reworked. Do you guys sort of get the same thing, like the same impression? Uh, yeah, because Dr. a lot Fate. of teams that were using him don't want him anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I think ahead. Dr. Fate has a very specific uh, use, and the reason why people don't like him in the past, I mean, it, it got better, the reception for Dr. Fate, because you actually have more characters that can synergize with him, Red Hood being a, a great example, goes well with Dr. Fate. Um, but in the past, there wasn't. And some of his pretty interesting skill from Dr. Fate was removed. Like the like when he was debuffed and he has a crazy AoE damage that can wipe out the whole enemy team. 
which was fun for some people. Um, same for Joker now. When some of the good abilities, we are not seeing that anymore. Uh, mostly the passive, the using the basic on an enemy when someone dies. That legendary ability is now gone in the new Joker. Oh, I see. Like my 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 main stance mm-hmm. on like the reworks of this Joker. The reason why I kind of brought up the whole Doctor Fate thing is me personally, and a lot of uh, players probably in the same position as me, uh, didn't have a chance to play with this character before he was reworked. The same with Doctor Fate. So I only knew the new versions of them, uh, mainly also because their shards became much more available with their uh, heroic chal- hero challenges um, at the same time. In Joker's case, he didn't have a hero challenge; he had a PVP cycle. But uh, his shards became more available, of course. Um, the idea now is that is there a place for Joker um, on a PvP team or on a other for a different mode of the game? What do you guys think of Joker uh, in the game right now? If you're a fan of him, mm-hmm. use him. Like he's not terrible. He just doesn't fit the same teams he used to, and that's the problem. Is that people were using him in one way, and now they have to use him in a completely different way. And that's why it feels like the same as Fate, because people lost his passive when Fate changed, and they got mad about it because they liked the passive. Now they actually have to use him slightly differently. He's still really good. Yeah. And the same thing with Joker. He's still completely serviceable, usable character. He synergizes more with some of the other characters now, and it's it hasn't changed his best teammate. is still Harley Quinn. Mad Jester. <laughs> she sets him up perfectly. Which makes complete sense. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. I, I thought it has always been really cool that Harley and Joker have interacted the way they do. Yeah. Their kits have always been completely synergistic. Is that also true? She enrages. She sense? puts intelligence down. He does special damage. He cares if they're enraged. Like, Is that also true for the Suicide version? Suicide Squad versions? Uh, nope. Uh, Not no, at I all. I think so. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I, I take that back. I take that back. Uh, I believe they both kind of rely on crit to an extent, but and but all, not in the same. They both have this sort of not like, in the ru- same level. They they both sort of have this sort of a uh, roulette ability, but it seems like Harley Quinn's way better than Damage Goods Joker. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I still want to use Damage Goods Joker at some point, and I want to use his legendary basic to apply some bleeds. Let's just hope he gets reworked at some point. Maybe it'll... Uh, it'll. Just don't change that one. That's yeah. all I care. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> Fries, what do you think about Joker uh, as a character in the game? I actually think it's a big disappointment. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of the kid. I just don't think any of them are any good. Like, Enrage is not uh, an exceptionally good like, debuff on enemy or buff on enemy. Only Grundy as an exception. You could try Joker with Grundy and Ares, making Ares really tanky. That's about it. I just don't see the new Joker being able to do anything. And the damage output is really bad as well. Or Joker enables Sinestro a lot. Yeah, but does Sinestro really do anything? <laughs> well, when he's got a 200 speed because of it, then he might be. Yeah, he does get that speed up. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, I've seen many Sinestro that has, because of the enrage, just having all those men's and speed ups, but 
No, still get killed no. as long as you have a Grundy. Now, now here's the thing. Like, well, on yeah. the topic of Sinestro, <laughs> I feel like Sinestro is probably one of those characters on the on the rework uh, list. He's probably on the docket. Yeah, right. So, yes, he absolutely needs the, to be reworked. The one thing that I never really understood about uh, Sinestro and characters that are based around Enrage, and in particular Sinestro, Yellow Yellow Lantern Sinestro, is that he's a he's a character that's based around fear. Now I know Enrage is probably as close as we're going to get to fear, but it doesn't really feel the same. No, I disagree. I think Scarecrow actually revealed where they're going. Uh, so it's sort of like... Uh, so it's going to be hit chance down. Oh, I see. So you think that uh, Sinestro is going to be sort of like the anti-evasion? I hope so. Yeah. No. We have plenty of anti-evasion already, being Terra and Steppenwolf. No, 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 no. Like a reverse. It's you can't hit me instead of I'm going to evade. Right. Like Scarecrow. It's more like everybody's missing. Well, I hit Chance down. Well, if right, that's right. the case, then Scarecrow can do that. Yeah? It's, what's the, sorry, anti-evasion. Right, I'm just saying. It's like reverse evasion. Yeah. Reverse it's, evasion. It's like evasion is where we're putting evasion on ourselves to miss, so that they miss attacks on us. But it's reverse evasion, yeah. the idea of uh, them not actually hitting their attacks. Well, that's hit Chance down, which is right, what right. Scarecrow right. does. Oh. Right, right. That, well, it's accuracy versus evasion. Right, right. That's all it is. Right. It's it's always in every game that you play. It's, right. You have accuracy. You have evasion. Which one matters? Like a dexterity property or something so, like that, right? So. Right. Like that. I mean, <clears throat> this has been around in every RPG ever that I can think of. Yeah. You know, so. That would be. But it's one of those things that. Uh, that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool if they did something with, like, if fear became that. At least that's in my mind. That's where I would go with it. Okay. So right, we're, we're getting a bit off topic with make, make his leadership apply. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we are, but. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. So, um, in terms of the reworked characters and the new characters for this month, do you guys have any final thoughts? What do you guys think about that? Go ahead, Fries. Uh, Bane, he's farmable. Um, just work on him it will pay off mm -hmm. very well joker he's not farmable he had uh, only one uh pvp cycle and that's it i just say forget about him <laughs> okay uh what about the uh the new characters penguin and red hood uh red hood again uh work hard on him because we know he's going to have another pvp next month mm -hmm. uh and and because the death stroke meta is still sort of here you will find him quite useful and we, you can also look at uh, Dr. Fate synergizing with Red Hood um, as well and, but also uh, Red Hood doesn't do a lot of damage and he's not very tanky so he needs protection and from what I've seen using Harley Quinn Magister is the best way to protect uh, protect uh, Red Hood because you're forcing people to either use Terror or Steppenwolf to Definitely. counter her yep all right, Ogre, what do you think? Uh, overall, I'd, I'd give the uh, a month a good solid, you know, A minus. A minus, okay. Uh, the minus specifically for Joker. Yeah. But more <laughs> because he... Well, it's, it's more because of his availability. If he was available and people could get him to a decent legendary level and could use him, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that would break the crap out of him. Definitely. But nobody has the character. Nobody has his shards to take him to a good usable point to try him out. So Joker. Yeah, I'm talking about Joker. 
Yeah, I have him at L5, so... <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, in that case, everybody just, you know, be like fries and spend your <laughs> life savings. <laughs> be, be like me, have 67 L5 characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jesus. I just got my fourth L4. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about, so let, let's move on to the, uh, the metagame uh, of PvP because uh, most of these characters, as we were talking about them, apply, we were talking about them, we may basically referring to PvP in, for the most part. So, let, uh, the metagame in terms of changes since the last time we had the podcast, uh, the main, the main noticeable changes has been that Red Hood has definitely made his presence known. You, you could see a lot of Red Hood leaders, uh, in the leaderboards, uh, here and there. And that's definitely just because, um, they're slowly, uh, what's the word here? Um, taking apart, they're, they're not take, Deathstroke is still there. He's not going to go anywhere for a long time, I feel, but he's, he's definitely losing speed. He's losing. He his... doesn't have to go away, though. That's the thing. Right. Exactly. And Why that's... does he need to go away? He's exactly. a good leader. That's exactly it. That's exactly. Like... And that's my point. That's my thoughts exactly. I feel like uh, Deathstroke and Red Hood will live side by side. It's just going to be uh, one thing to counter the other. And then uh, on that note, right. All... And that's right. And on that note, that's all... what it should be. Right. And on that note, I've also seen a lot of green and uh, blue teams uh, popping up more to deal with Red Hood. As Fries was saying, uh, teams with Terra, Steppenwolf, um, just overall some more AoE teams to get around Harley Quinn, to get to uh, to kill Red Hood before he's doing I've been seeing the arrows out and about lately, too. I've seen them, too. A couple of teams here and there. Yeah. In the video I just made, I I saw the old uh, Supergirl lead teams. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm uh, assuming that was to counter the arrows, right? You so, know, like, so as they're out there, teams are starting to change. So where we where we're currently at versus where we were at, I feel like we're in a sort of healthier place. It's not completely as healthy as we'd like it to be, mainly because of the bugs and things that are being patched here and there. But I feel that they're slow. We're slowly taking. Well, there's the also the availability. Right, that too, because Red Hood just we haven't of... had the cheap sale of Red Hood yet. That's true, and, and we haven't had the P- and we haven't had a second PVP reward. That's right. So once those two things pass, then it'll be more saturated enough to where people will actually be able to use their Red Hood. Right. So I, I really hope that's the case by January, like mid January. We'll we'll probably have a nice shift towards a balanced sort of rock paper scissors format, and that's exactly what a balanced meta game should be. I feel so. Right, uh, and that's. I'm pretty sure that's what the designers have always wanted. Right. That's what everyone wants. So, um, what, do, what are your thoughts, Fry? Well, that's not what everybody wants. Everybody wants to win, <laughs> according to the top whatever, but... Yeah, that's true. Fries, what do you feel? How do you feel uh, <laughs> PvP is going? Like, where, where do you feel it's going in the next uh, short while? I think um, with Red Hood, like you say, um, the most important thing is in a... Like turn-based games like these, uh, you are able to see a variety of teams in the PvP arena, and uh, with Red Hood, that's definitely happening. I mean, uh, it's kind of like Affinity, the triangle, right? Uh, there are no absolute perfect team that dominates everything, and it, it sh- that shouldn't happen. And with the introduction of Red Hood, is it's kind of back to the circle because I'm seeing um, Double Arrow. Or Supergirl or Aquaman to to deal with uh, Red Hood. Uh, tanking uh, is another example, and uh, I think it's a it's a 
the introduction of Red Hood really had a positive impact on the state of the meta. Yep. And uh, as long as he got fixed as soon as possible, yeah. he gets fixed. Uh, he needs to be fixed before Christmas. Right. And I think Deathstroke needs to be fixed uh, in terms of that bug that's kind of plaguing uh, a couple of uh, videos that we've been seeing. And Ogre had one on... You mean the Dr. Poison bug? Right. Well, I mean... I th- or it's not it- even Dr. Poison. It's, it's true damage <laughs> right. is the bug. Okay, cool. And specifically true damage tied to the base skill, not legendary upgrades and stuff like that. So you're only looking mm-hmm. at Dr. Poison, Superman, and Hired Gun Deadshot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, in general, I mean, yeah, that just needs to be fixed, period, because it doesn't seem like it should be something that is happening. But <laughs> so, let's hope that gets fixed and then more steps towards uh, a healthier format. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in terms of where we're currently at in this stage of the PvP, uh, like as we said, we're getting we're going getting towards a healthier format. But we're not really there yet. So, advices uh, or answers or ways to combat the current meta. Um, personally, like what I've noted down here is uh, it's be- it's good to have a, a varied and balanced roster if possible to swap in and out of uh, uh, a. In and out, depending on what the matchups are. As the format's getting a little bit healthier, you'll have more of a diversified uh, uh, team compositions. So you'll need more options uh, and can't just stick to one. Um, also, I feel that given the current state of what characters are popular, uh, I think purgers and debuffers are still very important. And, uh, and it seems that with uh, Red Hood, to, in order to combat Red Hood teams, uh, another way is to obviously not go with Deathstroke, but uh, you might have more AOE teams come up because, especially with Red Hood, uh, because that way you're not too worried about killing Baby Lobos if you can stop buff him, uh, if if you can stop buffs on Deathstroke. So, ideas of ha- seeing using more AOE or countering AOE, for example, with counterattacks, these are things to keep in mind, and uh, it's why uh, why I said before it's important to have a balanced roster. So, what do you guys think in terms of ways to combat the meta? Uh, let's go with Ogre. Um, like, if if you're trying to combat against Deathstroke, if you're trying to combat against Red Hood, you, you really are going to play a little differently here and there, and definitely having a deep roster is going to be a boon. Um, <clears throat> it still comes down to having a balanced idea of what you want to do with your team if you're following the meta then you're going to have an issue because you've been using Deathstroke Baby Lobo forever and you're not going to have a clue what to do if you think outside the box a little bit hopefully you you know have your own team together and maybe you built a stun comp maybe you built something else and hopefully you're at least in a good position where now that there is no meta you're able to move up a little bit right hmm. what do you think Fries? Uh, uh, it's mainly to do with Deathstroke, I would say. Uh, I mean, Deathstroke, since the rework in September, has been uh, very polarizing to some people. And um, to, uh, I think to, uh, the answers to combat the meta is still a lot about handling Deathstroke and Baby Lobo. So you need, you definitely need the heal immunity uh, purge, like a consistent purger uh, as well. So I always think. Um, someone like uh, Green Arrow Castaway is a good option, but 
With that said, you really need to make sure their weakness are covered. For Green Arrow Castaway, his main weakness is him not being very uh, tanky, and he can get killed easily by a green, like reverse flash. Right. So I, I just think Harley Quinn Magister is a great character to counter. I mean, even if I, when I have to use Terra or Steppenwolf to counter those teams, that's already one slot occupied, right? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, purging uh, is very important. And heal immunity, I would say. <laughs> Yeah, definitely Healer Moody has definitely made it uh, a very big uh, impact on the current metagame, uh, which is part of why it's uh, in Red Hood's kit. <laughs> okay. Um, now, moving on in terms of PvP, the, the next thing on the horizon is what they've announced in, uh, well, what's in the current patch and what is probably going to start taking place uh, from the next, uh, the, the next reset on Tuesday or Monday, depending on where you are. Um, but they've announced three-star PvP. So, three-star PvP, uh, if for those of you who don't know, um, it's following the system of the PvE content of the game, where if a character dies, uh, you'll have two. You'll have two stars, uh, and if uh, you, if more than one character dies, you'll have one star. I don't think you can have less than one star, right? As long as you finish it, you'll have. You can't. As yeah. long as you finish it, you get one star. Right. So if you, if you, your whole team's intact, it's uh, three stars, and for each star that you gain, you'll gain an uh, increasing amount of points. So from the screenshot that we saw that uh, WB Thompson posted uh, earlier on last week or this week actually, um, it shows a plus six, a plus three, and a plus one. So I'm not sure what to make of it, but I feel like it's maybe like in total you gain nine points, or is it do you get the 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 upper end of six points? What do you guys think? I am not sure, really. I have yet to see what uh, what's the actual um, the po- uh, trophies you get in the in the um, in the neutron star is saying six to nine points. Okay. In the chat, he's saying six to nine was the. So what I'm under the what somebody was trying to convince me of previously on Reddit. I believe it was one of the alliance mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I because I thought it was different, but he said that you're gonna have the base amount, and then you get bonus trophies. Oh, I see. For each star above one, and some say that's not the case. Um, yeah, I thought I saw twelve six three. That's what I thought I saw, but that's been however long ago now, and I didn't really look that hard at it. But when I saw it, I thought three stars was you get full points. Two stars, you get half points. One star, you get quarter points. I mean, let, let's just let's just pu- uh, put arbitrary numbers out there in terms of uh, points. Let's say one, two, three to make it easy. So let's say there's three stars, and fr- uh, the way it's aligned from left to right on the screenshot, it shows uh, the bigger points being on the left side and the lower points being on the right side. So let's say it's three, two, one. Now. The way I remember, um, every time you have a victory, it shows the, the stars showing up. Uh, it's, it goes from left to right. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, now my, my, my inkling is that, let's say, you know, everybody on your team but one person dies, you'll have one star. So you get the one on the very left, right? And if you have all members mm-hmm. intact, you get up to the, the one on the very right. So that means you add all them together, right? So if that's the case, then... I guess what Neutron Star is trying to say is correct. 
you get the you get the yeah. base of let's say three, three. Two, if we're going three, two, one, you get three. If one person dies, you get five, and if everybody's alive, uh, you get uh, six. Or sorry, yeah, six. In that case, mm. right. So, but we're not sure. We'll see on Tuesday. But you know, what do you guys think of yeah, this system? Yeah, it's only a few days away. That's true. But what do you guys think of this system and its impact on PvP? Uh, I personally quiet. think it's another um, another way of deterring from a baby lobo. Because it specifically says revivers don't count, and that it is it does matter a lot in a well. It's the exact same a, as PVE, right? Yeah, it is uh, the same as PVE. Yeah, if they die, they come back. They count as having died. Yep, it counts how many times they died, not how many. Right. Uh, if they're still alive, rather. Right. Yeah, and so. and having a, a, a significantly lower point, but not too low. Uh, that will deter people from using Baby Lobo. I think that's the point of this three-star PvP because it will induce people to try uh, more teams that can actually have stay everyone alive. survive the match, stay alive. Yeah. Right. And uh, are we going to hit, more, are we gonna uh, hit the survival meta? Right. So that yeah, that's yeah. I'm calling it now, Enchantress and Zatanna, get your gear. The taunt, the taunt meta. Yeah. <laughs> the, the taunt survival meta. I mean, yeah, and Tantra's Green Lantern. In the tank meta, so. <laughs> uh, there was people saying uh, Enchantress, Green Lantern, how Jordan can really have a shine in the new PvP. I mean, I'm still seeing Green Lantern, how Jordan lead, and they still give me problems. Green Lantern's never that. gone away. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, he's always just kind of been there. He's never been the meta, but he's always just kind of been there. He's like, hey, yeah, guys. Some people just like him. He, yeah, he, he yeah. feels like the uh, the Lego movie Green Lantern. Oh no, guys, I'm here. Oh no, I'm stuck yeah. too. <laughs> I think Doom is trying to say I mean, hi. <laughs> oh, he is. Hello. Is that Doom? <laughs> yeah, Doom, uh, Doom, 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 Doom was able to connect, uh, apparently. So yeah, say hi, Doom. Yeah, don't tell anyone. I'm in a parking lot. Shh. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that's beyond the point. Uh, I just really wanted to chime in. So I'm just jumping in here for this part. Uh, the survival meta, like it's something that I personally rock because, you know, I'm rocking that Doomsday, that Chemo, those two taunters, the uh, Wonder Woman DOJ and the uh, Arlie Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm totally stoked for these changes because uh, I know, yeah, as you said, it defeats the purpose of reviving characters. I, I would agree to some point, but honestly, if you're relying on revival characters in, a, in order to get through your thing, then... Like, are, eh, you know, but I personally like the fact that it adds an indirect way to deter teams from just using Baby Lobo and Deathstroke because for the most part, <clears throat> excuse me, for most people, since the AI is kind of bunk, it doesn't really affect them beyond that initial point. So a lot of people are still going to be rocking those three star scores, those two star scores. It just adds a deterrent without affecting the rest of the meta. I mean, it'll affect it in some way because it will definitely give preference to teams that can sustain. But otherwise, you know, it doesn't really change all that much. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the one of the interesting things that I thought about in terms of this sort of elegant fix to deter people to stop using revive characters and then thus 
uh, relying more on a survival or more a sustain uh, type uh, strategy is you then create a new sort of rock, paper, scissors format based around what the main thing is at that time. So if this affects the metagame more than the character changes, so let's say you know characters like Doomsday, Chemo, uh, uh, Grundy, etc. become more popular, uh, Cyborg, Superman, etc. Bleed characters then become a lot more popular too as a way to counter those guys, right? So then you sort of shift everything again towards a whole other element and then that creates an even more interesting dynamic because now now it's not just three things where it's just rock, paper, scissors. Now you're introducing, I don't, I don't know what the next two other elements would be, like what, uh, dynamite? Uh, <laughs> it goes uh, rock, paper, scissors, lizards. Lizards, fuck. Lizards, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lizard Spock. Okay, so we, we're we're introducing Lizard and Spock at that point. So. Uh, okay. I mean, I for Which one welcome our new chemo overlords. <laughs> Let's bring about the camo meta. Let's do it. I mean, I'm I'm ready. For it's it. not gonna happen. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> when they give him a rework and he has death immunity, or not death immunity. Yeah, maybe, yeah. He, he doesn't maybe. die. Uh, maybe when he's properly reworked, then yeah. What, right now, no. Yeah. <laughs> As of right now, I get weird. it. No, not really. <laughs> That would be weird. <clears throat> be really good. Give him death immunity, give him heal immunity, give him give all these stupid abilities, make him apply 100 bleeds, you know. All right. Um, then, then we'll talk. So I think, <laughs> I think PvP is not exactly in the best of places yet, but it's uh, sort of in the right. It's uh, on the right path. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll get there soon. Uh, okay, so now let's talk about the actual state of the game in terms of the whole game, not just PvP. So overall, uh, the changes as of the recent patch 1.17. So it seems that at one point, the lingering problem when uh, a character or someone would die, uh, that was fixed, but then it came back. Did you guys notice that it sort yeah, of happened happen. with, I believe... Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I mean, it feels like what was the word here? Uh, I feel like it's it's only happening with revived characters. Like I've only had it, I've only seen it. Um, uh, I've only seen it with and with uh, what's his name? Swamp thing. So far. So basically, what happens is that the character would die, and then I think it's based on heal immunity. So they won't revive, and you'll see the immunity flash, and then you'll see the life bar stay there. And then it's weird because you won't see anything there for a while until you take another action. And then you'll see a corpse appear. Like, sort of, when your characters die on your side, you'll see their body on the ground, right? But when the wraith dies, it should disappear. So it's like you're seeing the wraith's body on the ground, which is weird. <laughs> so, yeah. That's something that's yeah. that seems like they, they fixed it and they brought it back to the new patch. So I don't know what that was about. Uh, they've also fixed Lobo's taunt animation and his AOE animation that uh, we were kind of complaining about. It wasn't really a big thing, but it was just a more of a cosmetic thing. Flash, his uh, buffs have been fixed to give the correct amount of speed ups. That was huge. That was a, a big deal for a lot of Flash users. Because uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had him uh, do his... Uh, his buff and only get one speed off and it's really really annoying um, See I've had my flash max forever so yeah Apparently there was a bug with Steppenwolf's Wolf's uh, axe going missing after a certain animation I actually did, didn't use Steppenwolf that much uh, Fries have you seen this? 
was well, what, uh, with Steppenwolf, well, the axe missing. Yeah, apparently. I mean, apparently well, now he's he would do like his best attack, and the axe would disappear. Really? I actually never seen that before. I'm I'm quite surprised that it was actually a bug. I mean, it might for some people that it's a bug, but not for me actually. Well, it's a moot point because it's been fixed. But yeah, I I, I didn't even hear yeah. about that. I didn't I never even thought that actually was a thing until they brought it up that it was fixed. But well, there you go. Yeah, um, I don't think it was for everybody. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of other big changes that kind of uh, slipped under the radar with uh, the the update notes that uh, WP, WB Thompson released yesterday, uh, they changed targeting in combat uh, to bring bring about uh, new and interesting things with invisible characters and uh, random attacks. So specifically, if you guys haven't seen the notes, uh, random attacks such as, uh, for example, uh, castaway green arrows, uh, passive abilities, um, and uh, other abilities that will proc on other people's turns like Flash, for example, or Bane, uh, they cannot hit invisible characters. They And if there's a taunter, they must hit the taunter first. Uh, invisible characters can also not be counterattacked. So that's a quite an interesting change. It actually brings a lot to the table. That's a big deal. Yeah, for invisible. It makes sense if you think about it thematically. So... What? Especially with the Nightwing challenge just recently, that's that's huge. Right, right, because Nightwing is one of the invisible characters, right? So if you think about it, mm -hmm. uh, it didn't really make sense, for example, if uh, an invisible Batman went and hit uh, Arcus, and Arcus just smashes him to, to bits after, right? It didn't make sense. You shouldn't no, be able to see Batman. Well, no, I mean, it makes sense to me, but, you know. <laughs> okay. Um... But the whole thing about random attacks, it's sort of, uh, I wish that they made this type of fix when uh, Castaway Green Arrow was the biggest thing, and now it no longer matters, right? But uh, it's still quite an important change, uh, especially now that, you know, Bane is running around smashing everybody. <laughs> How do you counter Bane? Go invisible. <laughs> go, well, everybody but one person go invisible. <laughs> oh, actually, that's interesting. Is If everybody's invisible, although regular characters can attack him, random, char random attack characters can't hit them? Is that how it, how it works? So it just shuts off. Uh, that's completely. what I would read it as. <laughs> yes. So if you have, for example, Robin lead, which nobody knew that, well, no one will ever use, and somehow you get your whole team invisible, <laughs> uh, Bane stops procking. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I actually found a team for Robin that I think would actually be good for him as a leader. Okay. What What's the team? Uh, basically, you use like. Robin with uh, like Nightwing or Mirror Master, and then you use Deathstroke. Oh. But you have Deathstroke in the team, right? And you just have the other three go invisible and use the awareness as your tank. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Since you have the death immunity and the men's on him anyway, yeah. he's just going to tank everything. That makes sense. All right, cool. I and was actually. I was thinking of a similar one, but instead of uh, having Deathstroke be the tank, I was going to have Bane be the tank. Because he gets so much benefit now from getting punched in the face, like. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's variety that you can do with it. I think Robin actually has starting to come into his own. Maybe maybe we don't need a Robin rework. Maybe we do. <laughs> I still need some tweaks. Yeah. Okay, Robin so needs a higher damage output for his sword. Well, yeah. honestly, the only thing that needs to happen is his bleeds need to not be gated behind the invisibility. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That is very yeah. true. If, I mean, if the that gate was the only change, 
I would be fine with it. Yeah. Or if give, yeah. or, or, the the point or they could leave the gating and give him a way to start off with invisibility, for example, like uh, yeah, that too. Because it makes sense. Because he's, he's how Deadshot starts he's trained, out. He's yeah, he's trained by the League of Assassins, right? So it it yeah. makes it yeah. makes more sense for him to start off invisible. So more so than yeah. Batman, at least. I also wish his basic applied some bleeds, but that's beside the point. I mean, those knuckles are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me that Scarecrow gets to start out invisible, but Robin somehow doesn't. Right. Yeah. Well, we're getting a bit off topic here, but let's get back to the state of the game. Uh, other things that have been changed uh, in terms of the UI apparently there's uh, now changes that show legendary upgrades a lot more clearer so you'll see sort of like a, a yellow yeah, outline a around them right a gold outline and it'll show the number uh, how many points are in the upgrade and if there's a second one available it'll show that uh, next to the yeah there's grayed out upgrade, stars now right it'll show upgrade 1 or upgrade 2 so if it's if it's max upgraded at 1 then the button will go away but if there's a second upgrade, the button will still be there and it'll show upgrade two, right? So it's a lot more yeah. uh, intuitive, I guess. Yeah, you don't have to hunt for which upgrade has the second upgrade. Right. And it's a lot easier to tell what's upgraded. And also on the up on the ability text now, the upgrade ability is highlighted in yellow. So that's a lot more yep. uh, user, user- It's a lot clearer. Yeah. And in terms of the UI, they also apparently have made changes to show rewards uh, in terms of variable rewards clearer. Okay. So whatever you're doing, for example, uh, PVE heroic nodes, uh, it'll show shards from zero to one. Uh, so it'll and for example, speed four zero to three. Right. If you're showing, uh, if you're doing repeat runs on, um, for example, the Nightwing challenge that just passed and the TDK one that that's upcoming, uh, it'll show the same thing from zero to some number of uh, shards uh, based on that each node of that event, for example. So that's good to know. So yeah. people will sort of not be confused. Uh, it's sort of, People were complaining a couple of months back how it showed a certain amount of shards, but it never rewarded that because it wasn't clear at that time. So now it's really clear. Yeah. Uh, in terms of stability... Well, I mean, some of us understood it. Some of us didn't, so... Right. So in terms of stability, uh, what I was complaining about last month, uh, there was a bug with, uh, I think, a memory leak or something like that uh, due uh, that was related to the red, alert. red alerts. It seems that that's been fixed. I actually tried this today. I played, I think, from threat 2 or 3 all the way through threat 12 without having to reset my app. So it seems like it's been nice. fixed. It's nice and stable now. Uh, it kind of was back to what it was before I was complaining last month. So uh, it looks like they were listening to us. So... Uh, overall, that's the changes for this month's patch or the most recent patch. What do you guys think of the changes to the game so far? I think they're steps in the right directions. Yeah. Fries, what do you think? Well, now if we can just get some communication. Pretty, pretty much the same thing. I mean, fixing bugs is very important, but please don't introduce new bugs like <laughs> Red Hood. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Doom, what do you think? <laughs> could be worse they're listening to things that are clear issues they're moving to fix them if as ogre said we had a bit more communication it would be better but as it stands i agree it steps in the right direction yeah now i was listening to uh hate mail and slow beats uh we are legends podcast and i think it was hate mail that was hinting about uh, a little bird telling him some news about pve content coming in very soon and by very soon, probably in the new year. That's what uh, I think it was hate mail's words. 
So it's maybe something to look forward to. I'm not sure where the news is coming from, what the sources are. I was according to hate mail, it was reliable. So I was actually hoping that that was our December gift. Yeah, I thought so, but for the last day of the sale, it could be. It could be a Christmas. Hey, by it, the way, it, it, here's chapter nine. It, it could be. It could be a Christmas <laughs> gift. You never know because we're not. We're not on the 25th yet. That's we what still, I'm saying. We still I, would, I would love that. We're still a week away. Right? I would so, love that to be our free gift this year. Could be. Of, could be. Hey guys, chapter nine. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, Yay! Yeah, there you go. Could be. Could be. We'd never know. We might be speaking too soon. Um, okay. Uh, then moving on in terms of holiday talk, let's talk about packs and events. So before we get to packs, oh, let's, man. <laughs> let's start with the events. Uh, it seems that uh, the, in terms of the hero challenges, there's had been no change to the system. So I feel that the formula is pretty much set in stone as of right now. But, you know, hey, they could just go pull another. Well, we thought that before. Right, exactly. So they could pull another Ivy <laughs> on us or another whatever on us and then just shift the pattern all Captain over Captain Cold. Right. That, that's what it was, right? It was Captain Cold. Uh, it was, well, it was Ivy and Captain Cold. It was those two months. They both shifted. Right, right, right. So Ivy went down in difficulty. Captain Cold went way up. Right. So the one thing to note about uh, event challenges for this month is that at the end of this month we actually have uh, because Penguin's event is current. His second event is currently ongoing right now. Uh, we'll have it'll overlap with a TDK's event, and we'll finish off the month with uh, Cyborg Superman's event. That means that we'll have two non-main uh, event heroic events back to back. Meaning, uh, mm-hmm. meaning that we'll start off January uh, with a ten-day heroic challenge as well. So that's at least what I think. So uh, it's just about spacing because some months, some months have more weeks than uh, like one extra week than in other months. So I'm I'm sure it's just about. It's just uh, the way they land on the calendar. Yeah, exactly. So nothing to really read into there. Um, in terms of the the character packs now. The formula that I was looking at previously in the last podcast, maybe even before that one, if you look at the gem packs, the way we thought about the patterns, it was always like the $100 pack, then the $25 pack, then the $100 pack, then the $25 pack, right? And in the previous uh, formats, it was always the main heroic challenge character first, and then a rework character, then the second paywall character, and then the rework character. They switched that on their head, on its head, and they've offered Red Hood as the first one this month. What do you guys think about that? I think it's the better thing to do. Fries, what do you think about that? I would say for that, it's more specifically to do with Red Hood being being desired and WB just decide to break the pattern and pull out that pack first. Uh, So you're saying it's sort of like a marketing decision? Yeah, uh, because... I'll, I'll say WB can tell the built-up frustration of Deathstroke and Baby Lobo. So they put up the uh, the Red Hood pack as soon as it's available and might actually help people buying those $100 packs. <laughs> so do you feel, for example, in January, let's say you know uh, we go, we keep the same formula, the same pattern, do you think that they'll have uh, the paywall character again as the first one or will it be the event oh, character yeah. again? Uh, it's very hard to tell. I mean, the pattern is not. It's not. Uh, I don't. Not really that big of a difference. I mean, if it happens during the month, then it's all right. I would say. Now, one of the reasons why I, I was kind of I'm kind of with you in terms of the marketing decision um, to actually just sell more red hoods, uh, but 
one thing I was thinking about, and Hate Mail brought this up a couple of times in their podcast, it's when he's buying gems, uh, for people who do buy gems, it's sort of to plan for the month. Like, when am I going to do my PvP pushes? When am I going to gear my characters? Who am I going to work on for alliance missions and so on, right? So, Red, getting access to the paywall character first gives people incentive to buy their gems early because they want to buy the, the paywall characters anyways, but they don't want to wait till the, the middle of the month. Now they can just get it right at the beginning of the month, right? So they can get all their gems up front and they can accurately plan the way they're going to spend their resources for that month. Obviously, this doesn't apply to everyone. This applies to a, a, probably, I would say, a small minority of players, but it does actually affect uh, financially and sort of the scheduling and timing that they're going through uh, in terms of per making purchases, right? So I think that does have some, somewhat of an indirect impact. Does, does that affect you at all, Fry's? Uh, not really, actually. <laughs> you just buy them anyways? Uh, not all of them, but it, it depends. Yeah. I, I change it up a bit. I actually buy two rebel packs, but I didn't buy the Penguin pack this time. Okay. Um, yeah. From from a business point of view, what do you think, Ogre? Do you, do you, do you, I, I think it's a good move well, in business point of view. Yeah. Ogre, what do you think? Yeah, business-wise, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't do it. I mean, <laughs> if you know that people want that character more, put them out there. Yeah, put them up there first. All right. Yeah. Um, in terms yeah. of things that people want, uh, oh, Doom, were you going to say something about the packs? No, well, oh, no. I was going to agree. As far as the Red Hood thing goes, people complaining about Deathstroke. Oh, here's a counter dish. Deathstroke. Throw it out as soon as possible. Get people to buy in while it's still an issue. He was actually my first character that I bought outright. Um, but uh, mainly it's because I like Jason Todd, <laughs> but not. It was also it was also the fact that like sure. well I do I, he's my favorite Robin he's my favorite Robin quote unquote but yeah but uh, yeah uh, anyways so uh, in terms of things people want uh, a lot of people were hyping about uh, the twelve days of Christmas leading up to December now uh, there were some highs and then there were some lows and it's more of like there was a lot of lows um now with well the, there were i don't know i mean it depends who's counting I, and i and honestly mm -hmm. honestly these 12 days of christmas or 12 days of dc they're not geared toward the veteran players that's for sure oh yeah definitely so i mean they, they have been all pretty good for new players though yeah I'd say they're definitely a far sight better than last year's deals, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's just break it down. I, I'm sad we didn't get our about. essence sale. Right. Well, let, let's break it down what we're talking about. So uh, for those of you who haven't been following along uh, or have sort of stopped playing DC uh, DC Legends for a while, uh, if you look in the stores, there's a lot of things going on for, for each day of this 12 days of DC thing that they, that they have been going on. So we're on the second to last day now. So there's one more tomorrow. Um, there's been a lot of variable packs, uh, shards or packs that offer multiple characters in the pack, but you can only get a certain amount of them. So it's sort of a gamble of which character you're going to get. Um, but they offer great deals in terms of uh, the rates of gems invested per shard. Um, then, uh, so those packs are probably geared towards people who don't have a very deep roster and are looking to get pretty much anybody on that list and would be happy getting any of those people on those lists because the rate at which you're going to get them, even though the cost might be high, is very, very, very good uh, for the most part. I haven't seen any deal that actually is worse than the standard 80 gems per shard. So, 
Uh, but definitely not even close. The ones that really stand out in any in everyone's minds right now are the are the most recent three, were the Steppenwolf deal, which was uh, seven 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 hundred for seventy, right? Yeah, seven. it was a ten gems per yeah. shard. That was seven hundred gems for yeah. seventy Steppenwolves. No catch. There was no seven catch. Other than, other than the fact that there was limited to seven because everything had to be seven, right? So, um, right. Then there was, it was also, seven wolves invading. Right. And then there was also the bunch of materials and essences and stuff that was offered for six essential for, essences for uh, speed force, basically, which speed is force. basically yep. free because you can get the speed forces back that you invested in through the, the stuff that you get from the pack. <laughs> right. And yep. um, also the deal, the gems that they offered was uh, 20 or 25% value of the original. Uh, 25,000 gem pack if you ca- if you buy all the packs it's the same if you look at that as a hundred dollar pack yes yeah it's it's quarter cost right but if you look at it as the five dollar deal it's five times the value yeah oh definitely definitely so in general because the original five dollar pack is a thousand gems <laughs> yeah for sure i i definitely went it all in on that as soon as i saw it so um, well, I think a lot of people did. Yeah. I know I did. Too. I slipped through it. I am so salty about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you managed to sleep through that. It's because I was I was up late the night before, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just take a small nap. It'll be fine." And then I woke up, and it was six oh seven, and then I just <laughs> cried and died on the inside. It was it, it, you, you, like a whole day had passed. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> uh, so, Fries, um, what do you think about the the holiday specials? I mean, in terms of value, it's uh, pretty good. I mean, it's what I see is people in the game like smaller packs, uh, disregard of the value. I mean, they, uh, DC is giving some packs with pretty good value, but but uh, it's still a very hefty price tag, like 7K or 8K gems, and Definitely. it doesn't appeal to them. Even though the value is like really good, like 75% off, people are still not interested then. That's why it makes the Steppenwolf deal good, because it's yeah. just 700 gems, but you get um, 70 of his fragments, yeah. which means it's uh, 10 gems per shard instead of 80. Yeah. I mean, so that's a big discount. Yeah. Definitely. So actually, um, for those of you who don't know, I mean, uh, I'm known on Reddit for doing a lot of my analyses on these sort of financial aspects of these packs. And for those, if you've noticed a trend in my, even my PSAs, I actually often refrain from from chiming in on anything that's over uh, 8,000 gems, mainly because I set the line, the bar at 8K. So anything that's worse than uh, 80 gems per shard or more expensive than 8,000 gems, I kind of feel like it's not worth talking for the most part. Even though the, the deals might be decent or might be a little bit better than uh, the 8K packs, I know that it's not for everyone and for those who actually want to buy them, it's definitely for a sort of minority, like a very specific audience. So what I try to do most of the time is cater to the majority who might be looking towards something that's more accessible. So for those of you who feel like, oh, this... 16k pack or this uh 9k pack or something looks looks good and you want me to you want my advice on it you can always ask me but uh i'm probably never going to write something on that if i have a choice to or not (laughs) so yeah what do you guys feel about the overall packs for this let's say this year 
I said if not December has gone nuts. Sorry, what? Sorry. I think it has. I think it has improved uh, this this month. Uh, you, but you can never really tell what WB is going to do in the future. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest change is uh, in in June with the with the uh, feature hero and gems at mm-hmm. ninety. Well, in hundred dollars. That's the big change because before that, uh, it was just so expensive getting the characters. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the year, uh, they took steps towards releasing more packs more frequently. There was actually a couple of months, like I've, I've been keeping track of uh, the, the packs in stores pretty much every day since March, I think is around when I started uh, tracking them. And there's been a period, a couple of months in a row, I think one or two, around, I'm going to say May and June, uh, when they actually had a pack every day like a new pack in store every day for something right and it was usually a character based pack then after a while they actually started taking breaks uh, like a day off here and there so let's say in 30 days you would have uh about 20 days worth of packs for example so overall they've increased the frequency they've increased the variety they've increased variability packs like different sizes of variable packs uh and they've increased like overall um options so i think having more options is always great the one thing is uh i just i just wish that they would stop um giving options in terms of like the higher end products you know what i mean like we don't need 16k packs right you know what i mean right no i don't think i don't think we need that that's just too expensive i don't think we've seen any of those Hey guys, this is DPO427. You may have noticed that the audio cut out there at the end uh, while we're talking about packs. Unfortunately, the audio that I used to record uh, both the Game Talk and the Lame Talk from the uh, live Discord uh, run the other day uh, ran into some audio troubles and it got cut off halfway. So unfortunately, we lost uh, just the end of Game Talk and all of Lame Talk. So what we're going to try to do is uh, type up uh, in terms of a text form to sort of summarize the talking points that we had in Lame Talk, and uh, we'll post it up on Reddit. So hopefully by the time you guys uh, see this or hear this, you'll also, you'll also have seen the uh, text write up for the Lame Talk part on Reddit as well. So uh, if you're listening to this afterwards, just search up on the DCL Reddit uh, for. Uh, the Osmond Broadcast Lame Talk Episode 4, uh, and it'll probably come up uh, over there. Okay, sorry again for all the trouble, and uh, hope you guys have a safe and uh, happy new year, and thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Seth Rogen. <laughs> wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content. Thanks again for your continued support. And as always, enjoy and grind on.